Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. As we get closer and closer to the end of the book of Titus, living a Christ-centered life in a self-centered world, today we look at Titus chapter 3 verse 9, avoid worthless time-wasting arguments. The Bible says avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. There are only so many hours in a day and only so many opportunities to help people know and understand the absolute truth of God's word. Sadly, more time is wasted arguing with others and witnessing to those who need Christ. If you listen closely, you will see that too many of our friends have their default setting set to quarreling rather than being kind and considerate. Who would want words like foolish, contentious, argumentative, unprofitable, and worthless on their resume? You see, Paul encourages Titus to avoid all such time-wasting arguments and faithfully continue to teach and preach the truth of God's word. Avoid. The word avoid simply means to purposely turn away from. Titus, the elders he appointed, and the Christians on the island of Crete were to purposely turn away from false teachers. Avoid those who pretend to be spiritual by arguing about spiritual things, but actually lived ungodly, self-centered lives. False teaching is incredibly destructive, whether it comes from an egomaniac's pulpit or friends at a coffee shop who say the Bible is outdated and too old to impact our lives today. Paul warned Timothy five times of the evil effects of false teaching. It troubles the soul. It shipwrecks the faith. It leads to spiritual ruin. It results in ungodliness, and it spreads like gangrene. If you want to look those up, that's 1 Timothy 1.19, then 2 Timothy 2.14. 16 and 17. The word foolish. Paul mentions four areas of concern for Titus. All four concerns are easily or can easily waste a spiritual leader's time and distract him from his God-given mission. Pretend your mind is a thesaurus and list as many synonyms for the word foolish as you can. Let me start. Wasteful, silly, unwise. You take it from here. Foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings. Okay, what are these all about? We have more important things to do than to sit around arguing about questions from the Bible that even the greatest theologians in history have never agreed on. Such discussions could be nothing more than a way to avoid doing what we do know and understand. What would be more beneficial, arguing about where Cain got his wife or memorizing the book of James? Would it be better to spend all your time trying to get your friends to agree with your view of God's sovereignty or to share the gospel with an unbeliever? Let's take a few minutes and look at the fourfold foolishness that so many fall for. Foolish questions. We are to avoid foolish questions, attempting to be dogmatic where scripture is silent and knowledgeable where God is secret keeper is foolish. Controversies that are based on speculations, opinions, and human reasoning rather than God's word are foolish. Paul gave Timothy a list of consequences for those who have an unhealthy or a morbid fascination for controversy. Jealousy, envy, dissension, slander, gossip, evil suspicions, and and constant strife. Keep busy, too busy to waste time on foolish questions. Number two, foolish genealogies. According to 1 Timothy 1.4, listening to endless genealogies results in more and more foolish questions and less and less godly edifying. We do not gain favor with God by being born right, 
as many, including Nicodemus, believed. If Nicodemus did believe that he was born with a spiritual pedigree that promised God's favor, Jesus told him the eternal truth. Unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. The term born again shows that you were born once physically and second time spiritually. Do you remember that special day when you confessed your sin to God and were born into God's family? I hope so. Number three, foolish contentions. Getting along with someone with a contentious spirit is like hugging a porcupine. The closer you get, the more you get jabbed with strife, dissension, disagreements, and arguments. Those who live with a contentious argument of spirit sadly live every day without the love, joy, and peace that God's spirit promises. The secret is hidden in four verses from the second chapter of Second Timothy. I have to assume Timothy and Titus often compared notes from Professor Paul. Here's the secret. Study. Don't strive. Sandwiched between verses 15 and verses 24, uh, Paul emphasizes the cancer of foolish contentions. He says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Then shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing they do gender strife. Then, he says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. Now, finally, foolish strivings about the law. The word striving is simply a nice way to say fighting. The folks Titus was sent to help were constantly arguing and fighting about obedience to Jewish laws, which often added a touch of works to the simple gospel. The Old Testament book of Proverbs is often compared with the New Testament book of James. Both emphasize godly wisdom. Both also remind us where fighting, contention, and constant strife come from. Solomon tells us that only by pride comes contention, and James echoes with naming the source of all quarrels and conflicts, the evil, selfish desires in our own hearts. How foolish. These things are unprofitable. They're foolish. They're empty. They're vain. Such foolishness is worthless and wasteful, unprofitable and vain. The best way to apply this phrase is to read this testimony from Bible commentator Warren Wiersbe, uh, and we've all been there, I promise you. Quote, I recall being approached by a young man after a Bible lesson and getting involved with him in all sorts of hypothetical questions of doctrine. Now, if this were true, if that were true, was about all he could say. I was very inexperienced at the time, and I should have ignored him in a gracious way. As it was, I missed the opportunity to talk with several sincere people who had personal problems and wanted help. I have learned that professed Christians who like to argue about the Bible are usually covering up some sin in their lives, are very insecure, and are usually unhappy at work or at home. Do you want to be used by God? Do you want to impact lives for eternity? Then do this. Avoid foolish, worthless, time-wasting arguments. Lord, please help me, help all of us, like a true servant of the Lord, to study and not to strive. Hey, our time's up for today, but I hope it's a great study for you. I, I love learning more and more about God's precious word. It is a wonderful thing. But today is the day the Lord made. Let's uh, rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really, really, really good day.